0: Hello, listeners and loved ones. This is the one-year anniversary episode of Rerooting with me, Rebel Summers. Um, I'm doing a special episode for this one and for the first one of season two, which will be next week, um, by talking to friends. So today, I've got my best friend on. We've known each other since we were three. We were three years old, Um, with some like absences in between, but then pretty much consistently every day since freshman year of college. So it's a pretty long time. Um, So we're gonna talk about our friendship a bit and Talk about this past year because that's what this podcast has been focusing on. And um, Sammy's been one of the people who's consistently been in my life for a long time, but also just been an anchor throughout this year. And so, yeah, I figure we'll just have a nice chat and I hope you all enjoy. So, say hi, Sammy. Hi. <laughs> Yeah, so it's the day before my 35th birthday. I Yay. started this podcast on my 34th birthday last year. Pretty fucking crazy. Yep. Yeah, so what do you remember from when we were three years old and met for the first time?
1: Um, absolutely nothing, I'll be honest. Fair, valid. I do not remember Preschool. It was because it was in preschool.
0: Yeah, it was at the JCC. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I just remember I hung out with you, a kid named Aaron, a kid named Ross, and I would always, and I still do, look up at you and be like, wow, that person is so tall. (laughs) How are we the same age? (laughs) You're always just very tall.
1: I know. I saw a picture, our preschool picture yeah where we're like blinded
0: (laughs) by the sun (laughs) we have the grouchiest faces on
1: we both just look so angry we do (laughs) little chubby little toddler faces just like
0: (laughs) (sighs) yep i i think the only people smiling in that photo were the teachers though
1: probably because
0: the all of the kids just look
1: we're not into it. We're like,
0: why are At we all. doing this? Like, we're outside on the playground. Why?
1: Why are we not playing?
0: Why are we not playing? Mm-hmm. This is dumb.
1: Yeah. Yeah. But it's so great. It's so funny to see little teeny tiny baby Katie and Sammy. Oh. <laughs> and then now it's like, oh, we're still here. <laughs> yep. Yep. I love it. Yeah. Now, I don't remember much from preschool. I remember more from, like, first and second grade. Mmm.
0: What do you remember? I feel like first and second grade are a blur to me.
1: I remember that we were obsessed with TLC. Oh, my God, yes. Ina- inappropriate for our age. Very much so. Absolutely. Yep. But we were obsessed with TLC. And so during recess, we would always like... <gasps> we
0: would dance to Crazy Sexy Cool. Yes. Yeah, uh-huh. we would. We would do that.
1: Yep. We sure did.
0: Yeah. Someone would bring a boombox out.
1: I would bring my, my Crazy Sexy Cool tape.
0: Yeah. Cassette tape. Oh, my God. And we would
1: play it at recess and dance. Yep. And I don't know how we were allowed to do that, to be I, honest.
0: <laughs> that's a very good question. I, yeah. I have no idea.
1: Yeah, but that is what I remember from first and second grade. Yeah. You. And uh, brownies.
0: Oh, God. Ugh. And
1: doing, like, little camping trips in people's backyards.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, those are, those are not the most fun memories. No. (laughs) Dancing to TLC, definitely though, definitely. Um, Yeah, and then you moved away. And
1: then I moved away. That was very sad. Yeah. That I had to move away.
0: But then you came to visit once in like sixth sixth grade or something.
1: Yep that was weird yeah it was super weird like I remember I was wearing like mascara or something and then someone got mad at me for I guess I was washing my face or something at night and someone got mad at me because I got mascara on the towel oh I don't remember who it was
0: it's a crime Against humanity,
1: yeah. and I was like, um, "It's not how, the end of the world." And how else is this supposed to get yeah. off my face? <laughs> <laughs> like, I don't know if they were mad at me for wearing mascara or for getting it on the towel, or I don't know. But
0: my God, middle school is such a weird time. Everyone is just off their rocker. It's true.
1: That was also in sixth grade, so. My mom was still very much an alcoholic, and so it was just mm. a weird time for me to uh, navigate the world. Yeah. <laughs> Especially yeah. Especially as a 12 year
0: old. Oh my God. No. No bueno. Yeah. No. Yeah, because then we have like a big sleepover with a, like, a group of us. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. Huh.
1: Yeah. So and weird. then just kind of drifted. Mm -hmm. right until college
0: yeah because there really wasn't a way to keep in touch
1: no not really like there was like email and phone calls but what kid does that? sort of yeah (laughs) like
0: not i mean i think when we had our first computer it was like a shared family computer and (laughs) i don't even think we had we did email like yeah, so unless we had each other's aim or something, I don't think we would have really been able to stay in touch. And then
1: yeah, and
0: then you found me on Facebook.
1: I did, yeah. It's
0: like the only good thing to come out of Facebook. Very I never much. wanted to join Facebook. I did it out of peer pressure. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Yep. I
1: found you on Facebook randomly. Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh. Katie's up to. And then it turns out you lived like two blocks away from me in New York City. Yes. And I was like, well, this is happening. And I was like, oh, let's go on an awkward coffee date to catch up. (laughs) (laughs) And then see what happens. Yeah.
0: And we did that. And I just remember us talking about South Park. (laughs) (laughs) And then like awkwardly saying goodbye and then just like from there texting every
1: day or at least like checking in on each other every day Yeah, and started hanging out a lot more yeah and then you know i guess it's all downhill from here (laughs) (laughs) at least we're rolling downhill
0: together
1: yeah
0: oh my god you know that was
1: just the start of it and Mm -hmm. it hasn't really changed. Yeah. That much since.
0: Not too much. What what can we attribute to that, do you
1: think? The universe works in mysterious ways. <laughs> <laughs> it's fate, my darling. <laughs>
0: <laughs> quite possibly, quite possibly. Yeah.
1: Well, I mean, hey look, soulmates don't have to be romantic.
0: It's true. It's true.
1: Mhm. Yep. We just get
0: it. We do just get it. Yeah. Yeah, so here we are. It's been a million years. Oh my God, forever. Um, Let's talk about this past year. (laughs) (laughs) So, because you are someone who interacts with me on a daily basis (laughs) how has watching me go through this past year (laughs) been what have you noticed
1: (laughs) well first and foremost i wish i could beat up everyone (laughs) and just put you in like my pocket and keep you safe oh (laughs) Um, but also i think it's amazing that you're traveling so much. As mm. difficult as it is to, like, not have, like, a home base, you still get to, like, go out and see a bunch of cool stuff and, like, experience really cool things. And I think it's wonderful for that reason. And honestly, I'm kind of jealous. <laughs> but I'm a homebody. I don't really leave home very much. <laughs> so, but i think that's great like you got to go to scotland and mm-hmm. london and vancouver and toronto and seeing like a whole bunch of cool stuff hang out in hawaii for a month you know and um now you're going to lisbon Mm-hmm. that's just so cool you know I I feel like I'm traveling vicariously through you because I get to hear about all the fun things and see pictures. And um, so, I mean, as, as difficult as the whole situation is, I do think that that is a nice little silver lining.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Have you noticed anything about me as a person shift and has it impacted our relationship in any way? Cuz I just like live with myself. So I I feel right. like I don't like I notice things, but also it's different cuz other people are experiencing me from their own <laughs> place and narratives about the relationship and who I am and things like that so I don't know has there been anything that you can think of
1: well I just think that you're more like getting comfortable with yourself and finding out what works best for you Mm. and how to interact with people or navigate the world or whatever in ways that suit you are positive for you and i mean that's that's the goal right like all yeah. we can do is just keep healing and growing and i've definitely noticed more of that and you. you're like well traveling i i do know that i need a couple of days or a week or something to just like chill out and get situated before jumping into anything That's great. It's great to know. Yeah. It's great to know about yourself so that you're not constantly making your life more difficult than it needs to be. Right. Or than it already is. And um, setting boundaries. I love that for you. We love
0: boundaries. We love love a boundary. (laughs)
1: Yes. (laughs) Setting boundaries and having... having different interactions but um responding to specific situations or interactions in a healthier way because you have learned how to do that within yourself. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Mhm.
0: It's happening. It's a work in in progress.
1: Yeah. It's always a work in progress. Yeah. As long as you keep working at it. Yeah. That's great. It's the the not working at it, the ignoring it, mm-hmm. or that I don't have problems mm-hmm. is that's the problem. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So. Yeah, definitely have seen a shift in boundaries and responses to not great situations
0: yeah that's really validating to hear
1: yeah you've been working hard girl yeah
0: (laughs) i have been it's been
1: very hard yes it is
0: (laughs) but it, it has been turning out for the better i feel like the relationships that have stuck around through it have just gotten stronger and richer and then the ones that fell away have made space for people that are, are better and healthier for me, which yes. has been really awesome.
1: Yes. People for a reason and people for a season. Hey. yeah.
0: Hey. Hey. <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah. So, of course, I am not the only person in the world who has <laughs> dealt with uprooted <laughs> situations and life events. So, you know, for yourself, were those kind of similar lessons that you had to learn in those moments for you or, you know, did you, were they different and how did all of that go?
1: (laughs) Oh my God, which time?
0: (laughs) You pick, you share or not share whatever you feel comfortable with.
1: I think that really depends on my own personal healing journey Mm -hmm. because there were times when I was younger that I was displaced and either didn't really understand what what was happening or Mm -hmm. it didn't register and I wasn't ready for that lesson so I learned it again yeah (laughs) Um, but I guess once I had started healing and growing and all that fun stuff. Yay, trauma. um, (laughs) It. Wait, what was the question? (laughs) My brain just like blanked on where I was going with that.
0: (laughs) About lessons. Were they (laughs) like similar ones to the ones I've been going through or were they different and how, how your uprooted, um, experiences have, you know, landed for you.
1: Oh, just trust. Mm. Right. There's certain people that as much as you want to, you cannot trust them with your safety, or emotions or anything like that. So, like, I moved home for, a I don't know, third time in 2014. Yeah, something like that. In 2015, my mom decided that her husband's friend, who was just getting out of jail... Was going to come live with us. Oh, I remember this. And I was like, I'm not comfortable with this. This makes me very uncomfortable. I don't know this person. They're just getting out of jail for some violence and some drugs. And I do not feel comfortable being in the same house. Apparently, this person's uh, safety and comfort were more important than mine. So... Uh, I left one morning. I just packed up all my stuff and I left, I didn't know where to go. I just hung out at my aunt's house for what a month or something. I stayed with my aunt for a month and then got an apartment with my grandma and never went, never moved back in with my mom and I, will never. I'll never be able to. Just because I have learned a lot about that relationship mm-hmm. through various interactions and uprootingness and uh so I learned I wasn't I can't trust her with my feelings or my safety and I have to have a very shallow relationship with her. Mhm. Um, she also tricked me into moving home a couple years before that. And I stayed there for like a month before I found out that she had tricked me, and then I left again. Yeah. So there has been quite a few times where I had moved back in thinking that I was safe and then had to leave again. I learned that lesson quite a few different times yeah <laughs> A handful of different times yeah but i think it finally stuck this last time yeah i think so too um, in twenty four, twenty fifteen, 2015
0: and so man those curveballs when they
1: hit you mm-hmm. fucking sucks
0: yeah yeah that that realization of you know this is someone who you've Known your whole life, mm-hmm. you know when, it, especially when it's a caretaker, um, they're supposed to take care of you and consider your safety and well being, and um, to have that aha moment of like, oh no, this person like legitimately doesn't care. Yeah. Um, what do I do now? Mm-hmm. Um, but you know. As an adult, there's that realization of like, oh, I'm, I'm the adult for me now. And so, yes. you know, I don't have to rely on this person, but it's, it's scary because yeah. like breaking that dynamic and coming to that realization. I mean, that's, it's yeah. a mind fuck.
1: And realizing that the relationship that you thought you had mm-hmm. was not real.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah. It's like and, what else was a lie in my life? I yeah. used
1: to I used to think that my mom and I were friends mm. and that we got along so great. But then once I had started to heal but she hadn't, I began to see the manipulation and mm-hmm. um all of the The narcissism and codependence in there. And uh, then I was like, well, this is not what I thought it was. And it's heartbreaking. It is. And it hurts. And, well, I guess I just have to move on and shift the dynamic if I still want to have her in my life. Yeah. So. Yay. And then that happened again. With my aunt and uncle, who I thought were safe people, and we had a good relationship, and then a tragedy happened, and all of a sudden they were... Nowhere to be found. Not the same people that I thought that they were. We didn't have the same relationship that I thought we had. And I started to feel like I didn't matter. Yeah. Like, it everything became an obligation instead of joyful. And so then I moved yet again. I always like to think of myself as not a tree, right? Like I can move, I can get up, I can pack my shit and move across the country. Sure. No big deal. It doesn't matter. I'm not a tree. I'm not, rooted in one specific place for my entire life so I feel like that's freeing for me too Mm -hmm. like I have the option to just get up and leave which I do pretty frequently actually yeah
0: I mean do you think that you're so comfortable with it because from a young age you
1: kind of moved around a bit um maybe because we did move a couple of times when we lived in Tucson and then we moved a couple of times, three times, when we moved up to Vancouver. I mean, it wasn't that much moving, but it was enough. But I also think that growing up with um, an unstable household, mm. right, and yeah. being able to adapt easily.
0: Right, because you had to, to yeah. survive.
1: Yep. Being able to adapt to the mood in the room or the situation or whatever really made me, um, really made it easy to just get up and move all the time. Yeah. Get up and move, adapt to different work environments or, you know, friend groups or whatever, like just be able to be in a new place or unfamiliar place and just take it in and adjust.
0: Yeah. The adaptation thing I find so interesting because like adaptation, like on its surface is not a bad thing. It's a very resilient quality And I think for people like us who have, like, really intense trauma, um, it kind of goes past adaptability sometimes into contorting ourselves to be able to fit in with situations. And I know for me, like, you know, as I'm healing um, and figuring out who I am as a person, like, how do I... Respond appropriately to the people around me or in my life or the environment I'm in while not contorting myself, Mm -hmm. you know, keeping my energy and keeping my values and who I am. Like, that's been a real, I feel like I've gotten better at it, but that's been a very real struggle for me.
1: Yeah. And I, it's weird, but I feel like. My depression kind of helps with that because I don't have the energy to care. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I just don't give a fuck. Yeah, like I mean, I will adapt a little bit. Like if I'm in a professional setting, I won't yeah. just say the first thing that comes to my mouth. I will try, even though to, you probably
0: really, really, really want to. Want to
1: <laughs> but I will try to turn it into professional speak. Mm. Right like um this is outside of my wheelhouse instead of why are you asking me to do your job right please fuck off like i don't want to hold your hand exactly (laughs) like i mean it's still giving the same energy yes but in
0: a way that they might receive it better yeah
1: just adapting the language to it But still staying true to myself. And I also think that my um, Aquarian, Mm. my inner Aquarian... Yeah, uh, side
0: note, Sammy is Aquarius Sun. I am Aquarius Rising. So that's probably also why our friendship is tight. (laughs) Continue. Um,
1: (laughs) My inner Aquarian is always just like, well, we're just going to do our own thing. So Mm. who cares? Yeah. Right? like we love to just march to the beat of our own drum be weirdos do things that bring us joy mm-hmm. no matter what anyone else says yeah right like i don't care other people's opinions about me are none of my business mm-hmm. right like i know that i'm a good person and yeah. i know that i'm a good friend and You're all right I- <laughs> No, you're and pretty great. <laughs> I know that I am caring and um, all that stuff. And other people telling me that I am a spoiled, mm-hmm. ungrateful uh-huh. brat. Yep. Just says so much more about them. It does. Which is exactly what my father told me. So, yeah. 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 You yeah, were there. I was there. <laughs> I was there. You were literally there.
0: You were so sick. So we we had gone to California. I think it was like for spring break or something. We were both off for spring break. Um, and we
1: graduated early. So yeah, I was, was looking for same jobs.
0: Oh, yeah. Oh, that's right. Yeah. So we went out to California. Um, we were going to go to Disneyland, hang out. We were staying with uh, Sammy's father and his, were wife. they married at the time? Yeah. yeah his yeah. his wife. And um, I think we were only there maybe a day because you got really sick that one night and like he just did not acknowledge you or acknowledge that you were not feeling good. And so I ended up calling my Uncle Randy, who I lived with in L.A. when I lost my home and this whole saga began. Um, and he took us in. And yep. Yeah. 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 Randy and Patty. Shout out to the two of you yes. for saving lives <laughs> all the time. Yeah. Yeah. Um,
1: Yeah, I was really sick.
0: Yeah. And um, they like made such a big deal about us, like not sleeping in the living room, but it was the only place where we could, or they wanted us away so they could watch TV or something. And so
1: we had to sleep in the living room. Yeah. And they asked us to sleep in the living room. Um, And so they were watching TV and I said, Hey, I'm not feeling well. Um, would it be okay if we, you know, I laid down, we went to bed. Oh yeah. Whatever. We wanted to go
0: back, er, bed early. Yeah.
1: And Maybe they early. had a TV in their bedroom and they refused to go in there. They said, no, we're watching TV. And I just, got, I got yeah. really upset because also before that I had asked my dad for help. Yeah. Like financially. Cause I was really struggling. This was 2010. Right. Like, yeah, shit was not good. No, it was not. Um, and he just refused and, you know, told me to suck it up or whatever. And I was, you know, being a brat, all I ever did was ask him for money, which I never once in my life asked him for a thing. Um, but I just that was the breaking point for me. That was a breaking
0: point for me. And that was the first time I'd seen your dad, like, since I was a very small child.
1: (laughs) And so, yeah, you called Randy and, like, um, I called my mom crying. I was like, I don't know what to do. Where do I go? And so you called Randy. And then I had you get your stuff and wait downstairs with Randy when he got there because I didn't know. I honestly didn't know what was going to happen if it was yeah. going to get violent yeah or anything um and so then i went into the living room and they didn't even look at me yeah didn't even look me in the eye and i said very calmly thank you for letting me stay here but i no longer feel welcome so i'm going to leave they didn't acknowledge me they didn't look at me and then i left By the time I got downstairs into the car, my phone was blowing up with emails and Facebook messages Mm -hmm. about what a spoiled, ungrateful little brat I was. Uh And all I ever wanted was money. Yeah, And because they didn't give me money, I had a tantrum and left. (sighs) Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, yeah. That, uh... That that I mean, obviously lots of years of therapy. Yeah to to be able to get to a place where, um, yeah, sure, that's fine. Um, whatever, I'm better off now. (laughs) Yeah.
0: Oh my god. Many years of therapy. Yeah. Um, I just remember being so angry.
1: At the time. Yeah. Awful. Horrible. And um I was like, well, yeah. you know, I lost my dad. I no longer have a dad now. Yeah. And, uh, you know, even three or four months later, my right. great grandma died. Oh, His yeah. grandmother. And um, he emailed me and told me to not even think about coming to the funeral unless I right. apologize to him. Uh-huh. Which I was like, well, I guess I'm not going to the funeral. I was like, what do I have to apologize for? Yeah, um, yeah. So that is a thing, I guess. And um, never that nothing has ever come of that. Yeah, apparently he doesn't even remember what happened. I know it's
0: um, yeah. That's a that's a funny thing with. Pathologically narcissistic people. It's that that not looking. It's that not acknowledging. Like that is a, a weird, like behavioral thing. My mom also does that. Yeah. Um, literally not looking at you or acknowledging anything, then just kind of ambushing you in whatever way they can, um, and then forgetting. Like yeah. this amnesia. Like, I I don't remember. I don't. And, you know, it's all gaslighting. It's all manipulative and,
1: you know. And for the longest time, no one, everyone thought that I was the bad guy. Like, I I just didn't do it. I was just mean to my dad Mm -hmm. because, you know, obviously he didn't do anything wrong. Oh, no. And then, um, you know, he completely forgot about.
0: Yeah, about, about all the horrible things happened. that he, he said. What did he say? To you and, 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 right. and did. Yeah. Um, How convenient for him.
1: Right. I cleared that up. <laughs> <laughs> right quick. I cleared that up last year with his sister. And um, my, my sister, apparently, I never told her the details. I mean, she knew that like something happened. Yeah. Um, so I told her and his sister the details last year and they were like
0: oh yeah it's amazing the kind of insights that people have when they ask you for your side of things and and your experiences um i have yet to really experience that yet with certain family friends and and family members um in well, regards to my estrangement from I, my parents,
1: if it makes you feel better, it did take eleven years. Yeah, so, <laughs> so we're we're in it for the
0: long haul, y'all. Yeah, we're it in might
1: it. Be a while. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um,
0: and you know, I I wonder too if like, you know, the longer I am estranged, the roles that had been put on me. You know will then eventually need to be put on someone yeah, else, absolutely. and so it may may take someone else taking on that load to understand and be like, hmm, maybe i should maybe I should talk to my sibling cousin, this person who is no longer involved in the family anymore, and like just get a little bit more curious, yeah, um so yeah, but. You know, I have to say that's also one thing, the fact that you've gone through the bullshit with your parents that's been so similar to the bullshit that I've gone through with my parents that's really helped ground me in in navigating, you know, losing parents that are still alive. Yeah, yeah. Um, that's been a crazy experience. And I hate the fact that you've gone through it and that I've gone through yeah. it, but I'm grateful that you've been able to like, talk me through
1: mm-hmm.
0: your experiences because it's it's really helped give me perspective and, and not feel so alone in that, because it's really lonely.
1: It is really lonely and you're definitely not alone. And it just sucks really bad because There's not that much to say. Yeah. Like, sure, it gets better, I guess. I mean, you still don't have a relationship or the relationship that you need with your parents. But you feel better about yourself. Yeah. Right? Yeah. It takes time, takes work, but eventually you'll get there.
0: (laughs) Yeah. I mean that's the goal. And that's the thing. Cause like I, you know, I wake up every morning to myself. And so it's, you know, I'm the person that I need to take care of and make sure that I'm okay. And not, not them. And knowing that they're not safe places for me. And I know that they don't make me feel okay about myself, about being together, about anything. Like, that's important information.
1: And one day, you might get a text message from your sibling saying, Hey, I just wanted to let you know, Dad had a stroke, but he's okay. And your response will be, Are you okay? Yeah. Because you know they care about them, but you don't give two shits.
0: Yeah. (laughs)
1: Eventually, <laughs> that will happen. <laughs>
0: 11 years from now. Right?
1: Well, I guess now it's 12. Oh, my God. 12 and a half. Over a half. I wow. It's, it's been a long time. Time is fake. <laughs> time is very much fake. Ugh, o- yeah. OMG. I guess that was kind of also another little uprooting. Yeah. Right? I'd say so. Uh, Yeah, and then, I don't know, I also felt grateful, trying to think of the correct word, glad it was not the correct word, but grateful that you had gone through a similar experience last year Mm. with... Gatsby that uh, I had to go through this year with Grant. yeah it's very fresh for you mm-hmm. it's very fresh but very grateful that you knew what I was going through and were able to relate to that as well yeah so yeah It's a two-way street here. It is a two-way street. (laughs) And, you
0: know, maybe the universe is the answer to why our relationship works. Maybe it's reciprocation.
1: Maybe. (laughs) Yeah. We're both, you know, growing human beings with empathy. So... That could very possibly just be it. Yeah. (laughs) Is that the answer to the world's problems? Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Yeah. It couldn't be that simple.
0: (laughs) Just being responsive. Yeah. Oh, my God. Yeah. No, it's so hard. I mean, yeah. It's hard to lose people who are not there for you and go through those kind of losses, but then to lose, you know, your companions and your babies and and the ones that just love you unconditionally. And
1: who were there for you mm-hmm. during all this bullshit. Yeah. And helped you through it with their calming sweet little purrs. Yeah. And snuggles. And then then they're not anymore. Yeah, yeah.
0: I do, I do notice that. So it's been like a year and a half, like a little less than a year and a half since Gatsby died, um, and I still learn from our relationship and um, from the the love that he had for me. I know when I'm really struggling with regulating myself or just having a really tough day, I I think about him and how he felt about me and our relationship and it, yeah, and how he would want me to treat myself in that moment. And, um, yeah, I'm able to, I think, love myself more because of how he loved me for 15 years <laughs>
1: oh, sweet Baby cats,
0: baby. i know we had some good boys we did yeah they were
1: such sweet little snuggly
0: babies oh the best and gramps was such a floof
1: such a floof
0: such a floof they were the
1: biggest mama's boys
0: yeah they were just
1: loved us so much yeah
0: we lucked out we did we really did
1: Mm-hmm.
0: yeah sweet
1: babies sweet babies yeah they yeah. really uh, just there is something about the weight of a cat on your lap yeah right mm-hmm. and the warmth like it really just helps to calm and regulate mm-hmm. and just relax yeah I do miss that a lot
0: yeah yeah yeah, I don't think I'll ever stop missing that.
1: No, no, never miss it. Yeah, or, I mean, never not miss it. <laughs> yeah, I'll never miss it. I'll never miss you. That is very much a lie. <laughs> <laughs> the biggest lie, the biggest lie ever. ever, ever told. Oh, I will never not miss it. Yeah, words are hard.
0: Words are hard. <laughs> Life is hard. Being alive is so hard. <laughs> it really is. Just like we
1: were talking about yesterday. Yeah. It's hard to thrive.
0: It is hard to
1: thrive. But just we're just trying to survive here.
0: But we're doing our best. Yeah. And we've got each other's backs. Yeah. And Yeah. I don't I don't know. I mean I think that's a good way to end this episode just like Homage to the babies and to our enduring support of each other through yes. this weird ass thing called being alive. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yep.
0: So I want to thank you, Sammy, for coming on the podcast.
1: Absolutely.
0: And for hanging out in Chicago with me, because we haven't hung out in person since the before times. Yes. Literally two months before lockdown.
1: That's right. It Um, has been far too long. It has
0: been far too long. Um, Yeah. Is there anything else you would like to say that's on your mind? Say to all the handful of people that listen to this podcast.
1: What's up, everybody? (laughs) (laughs) Um, I do want to say, though... For everyone listening, and especially for you. Oh. It's going to get mushy. Okay. Um, Gross. I know, right? Like, don't make me say it. I'm okay, I'm ready. <laughs> I'm ready. <laughs> um, I am very proud of you for doing what you got to do and doing your thing and listening to your heart And I just think it is wonderful and amazing. And I am so happy that you have grown so much and just get to be true to yourself. And I love you and I'll always be here for you. I love you too. Thank you so much. Yes.
0: All right. Bye, everyone. We're going to cry and watch Gilmore Girls. So. Yay. Peace. (laughs) Happy one year anniversary.